Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Guys, I have Mackenzie Dittman from Love Island. This is super exciting. One of the, I guess now, the only couple left. You and Connor. Last one standing. That probably feels so good. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely. I feel very lucky. It's it's been a wild ride, but here we are. (laughs) Here we are. I guess I didn't expect to be the only ones. I expected to be the last ones, but I didn't expect to be the only ones. We've had some breakups as of recent. Yes. Yeah, Justine and Caleb called it quits, and Johnny and Sally a little bit before them. Mm-hmm. Moira and Calvin pretty early on. Who else am I missing? Um, Carrington, they they never really, they tried, I think, for a minute. but Yeah, they were, so Carrington is one of my closest friends that I talk to on the most regular basis from oh, the cool. villa, and they were seeing where it went, but I think that it was always kind of just like seeing where it was going. I don't think it was ever like boyfriend, girlfriend kind of situation mm-hmm. from what I gather. But we'll hear about all of them. I want to know about you first. So <laughs> I always ask, Before doing a crazy thing called reality TV, what were you up to career-wise? I know you had just graduated, right? Either before the show or after. So I was in my final classes when I um, actually had to like enter quarantine to go on the show. And then I actually technically like finished my final class of college while I was quarantined in the hotel prior to going into the villa. So yeah, I I didn't, I had to spend my last day of college and my 24th birthday alone in a hotel room in Las Vegas. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, so I had been working in the nightlife industry in Scottsdale. Um, I'm not a big partier, but it's just the best way to make money. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a very good income. So I was working a lot. I was doing a little bit of modeling, but but not much. Um, And then I was uh, going to school and I was online, but it was accelerated classes. So it was a lot of work. Um, and then COVID hit. Um, I actually had just moved home because my lease was up. Mm-hmm. So I was living in Scottsdale, moved to Tucson, my parents. It's about two hours south of Scottsdale. And then, yeah, I was just kind of figuring it out. I was applying for jobs within what my major was, um, but not having a ton of luck. Everyone is obviously struggling with the pandemic to yep. find work. And I'm among that population so when people are like why aren't you working it's like I wish I was working I I mean I am working you know working on social media is a very much a full-time job it's Mm -hmm. 24 hours a day it never stops Mm -hmm. um but I do wish I could find a job in my field of interest um maybe one day (laughs) so yeah that's what I was doing prior to the show I I was very much a hermit I was living with my parents and my sister moved back in with us uh And we were very, very strict about not going anywhere, not doing anything, um, getting COVID tested a lot. So, yeah, I was excited to finally see some people when I arrived in Vegas. I mean, and side note, I totally get your little job thing because so I was on LinkedIn, like where else there's no job fairs anymore. So you're really only applying online and every job had like 800 applicants. So I'm like. What am I yeah. going to do? So I just decided, yeah, I'm going to apply for grad school. 
And so I, I'm, I'm in a two-year program, but hopefully after two years, you know, maybe by 2022, the job market will be, you know, better. But yeah, I totally get the concern about like the job market because that I was like, what am I, what's happening? Like my mindset is that too. I've considered grad school because my major was in mass communication and media Mm -hmm. studies. So I basically studied the, the changes of media and like the evolution of social media. And then I minored in justice studies and I so enjoyed my classes with justice studies. So I'm considering going to grad school for something like in nonprofit management or even potentially, I've always wanted to be a counselor and I could go to school and get my master's in social work. So a lot to think about, but... Yeah, highly recommend that route because it just makes you feel better that you're like doing something that could help you. Because I'm also, I don't leave my apartment. I'm very strict about COVID stuff. So um, so yeah, it's like, at least I'm sitting, I'm not doing anything. I might as well, all the classes really are online anyway some of them are not but um so yeah it just gives me something to do exactly yeah Yeah. something that's kind of enriching your mind and your and your soul kind of thing right good for you I'm happy for you that's awesome okay here's here's something I want to know about you did pageants right yes I did compete in two pageants the USA system what was harder competing in pageants or I guess surviving love island Oh, man. Um, I would say surviving Love Island. Mm. Uh, Pageants are a really beautiful thing if you don't get caught up in the pageant side of it. Um, I always recommend actually people considering doing a pageant because basically to be able to compete, you have to be on the top of your game in all aspects of your life. So you need to be really healthy. You should be eating well. Um, It's not about like working out to the like and you know being super skinny it's about just being in the best shape possible which that's beneficial for all of us you have to be up to date on current events you have to know how to interview you have to know how to have good posture um it teaches like elegance poise grace um you have to do philanthropy work so it really like brings out all of the like the best qualities in people i believe and i think it also boosts your confidence and gives you for me, it helped me connect a lot with um, with girls because growing up, I love sports and I always, you know, kind of gravitated towards the boys. And sometimes I would have a hard time clicking with the girls. And so pageants kind of helped me create more of like a sisterhood and understanding of what that was because sororities were not for me, but pageants it was, I'd say pageants are also easier than sororities. I mean, I did a sorority and it was it was hard it was hard yeah that is a tester that is a strong woman if you can get through that (laughs) this wasn't for me here's what I I do I started this podcast when I was being cyber bullied um during the bachelor and you've you've written about this a few times bullying um in in your past as well and and here's what I I don't want to sound cliche but like looking at you, I'm assuming people a lot say she's so beautiful. How could she have been bullied? Mm-hmm. But what what did you experience, um, you know, with with, with bullying and, and how has that shaped kind of who you are? Yeah, so I didn't always, you know, I, it took me a while to blossom into this. I was definitely a late bloomer. Um, I was kind of chubby. I was kind of dorky. Um, you know, I loved Star Wars. I was just like a happy-go-lucky kid. I had braces for years. 
And I was so sweet that I was almost naive to that kids were picking on me. I also moved every two to three years. So I was always the new kid. And, you know, with every different state, with every different region of the country, there's there's different norms. And I just always felt like an outsider. Like I was just always getting picked on for that. I'll never forget my junior year of high school. I was sitting in English class and this guy looks at my arm and he's like, you, your arms are so hairy. And I'm like, what do you like? Mind you, I have blonde hair on my body. I'm a natural blonde natural. I know my eyebrows are dark. I can't explain that. That's I had it too. Um, and I have blonde body hair and he was like, what, why don't you shave your arms? And I was so mortified. I think that that was like, it seems so small, but when you're brand new at a school and someone like, especially at that age, you're old enough that like you can pick up on that stuff. Yeah. And so it, I was always picked on. I've had my house vandalized. I've had death threats to me on Twitter. Um, I've had people send DMs to me. I've, I've had everything you can possibly think of. Um, and I mean, they bullied me when I was fat. They bullied me when I was skinny. Um, I, I really, I think I'm very open about being bullied because I don't want people to ever feel like they're being bullied because they're not pretty or like they're less than because pretty people are bullied as well. It has much more to do with the bully than it does with the person who they are tormenting or hurting with what they're doing. And I really want, especially young women who are self-conscious to understand that and not try to compare themselves to others because it really like is when it comes to bullying, like, bullies do not discriminate. They are very mean and very ruthless, no matter what you look like. So amen. Well said. <laughs> okay, so let's discuss your casting process. Everyone has a unique, you know, way of getting on a show. So what what was going on in your life? Like how did I don't even know how Love Island if it works the same where they kind of reach out and you send a video. Um, so that's the funny thing is I actually got reached out to for season one. Oh, and at the time I was starting to date somebody and I thought it had the potential to maybe go somewhere, but I did a couple of interviews and they kept on reassuring me, like, we really, really want you. And so then I had to let them know, you know, this is getting a little more serious with this guy. I, I think that I need to pass on it, um, at this time. Plus I was really busy with school. So yeah. then as early as January of this year of 2020, they reached out to me and were like, we really want you this season. Like, please, are you single? Like, can you please do it? I've heard from producers that apparently my picture was on the wall. We need her. They were like, we need to get this girl, which I don't know if that's true. I'm very, very flattered if that's the case. Yeah. Um, but be. yeah, so they, I think I was, um, yeah, they, they found me. I don't know how they found me. Um, maybe, you know, I've heard they look to Arizona a lot now for singles because it's a big area for singles. And maybe maybe that's how. So, yeah, it was kind of with COVID. They just kind of kept keeping me updated and like letting me know um, where casting was at. And I didn't know for sure that I was going on until um, July. 
And then it all happened very, very quickly from from that point on. We, we were talking a little bit about Love Island before we started recording, but had you always been a fan of the international shows? Yes. Yes. I Well, I love international TV. I'm obsessed. Um, okay. I recently binge watched Yummy Mummies <laughs> on Netflix. And I mean, Aussies are amazing. I, I knew a couple of, I had a couple of close friends in college who were Australian and they are just a riot. Um, yeah. And Brits just don't hold back. Actually, one of the senior producers on the U.S. Love Island worked on the UK one. And he said, you remind me of the UK Islanders because you really just don't have a filter. Like you just say what's on your mind (laughs) and you're just like, you're not, you're not fake. Like it's not phony. And I think that's why I love British TV is it's really, really uncensored. Like it's, (laughs) I don't feel a fakeness about it. So yeah, I've always been a huge fan of the show and I liked it because I didn't feel like they were trying to contrive this big thing like I like that you're just promising to date somebody you know no offense to the bachelor I'm just like I'm not ready to get engaged if I had done it all differently I would have done Love Island trust me you could still do it yeah I'm just I I, the same reason I wouldn't do Bachelor in Paradise I do not feel confident in a bikini so I could not I could not it's just a thing the whole time I'd be like <laughs> which I guess could make good TV but Bachelor in Paradise you would that's what's needed I was gonna ask you why you haven't done it because it seems to be more successful in some ways than The Bachelor oh absolutely and they've tried like of course the season after I was on five years ago um they wanted me really bad of course and I just was like so messed up I I don't I got a really shit hand and Mm. and so yeah I was just like oh like I don't want to and I'm old I respect that okay you look amazing and I think that you are like a fine wine if you're saying you're old (laughs) (laughs) but no I I get that I mean some it's interesting like some people are like are you mad at the producers that you got a bad edit because it's clearly not true to your personality and I'm like I don't know. No comment. Like, I, I, I don't know that I necessarily, I, I don't think that people saw the whole story. I think there's a lot that they didn't see, but I also do think that what people did get to see inspired a lot of people. Oh, and yeah. so if some people didn't like it, sorry, but would I say it's necessarily a hundred percent true to me? No, definitely not. But that's what you sign up for when you go on reality TV. I think that like, the difference between, you know, y'all's it's just there's yes, you're competing in a sense, but you're not like you're not competing for the same guy. They're not trying to like create, you know, storylines like you're 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 falling for someone you're dating, you're making friends, yada, yada, yada. So there's not as much to like create. Right. So I can see. Yeah. Where you're saying, like, did all of it show? No, because that's not possible. But at least there wasn't, you know, little strings in there being like, I would, I would definitely say like, there's a lot they didn't see and I didn't go back and watch it. So I, I don't know. Um, I know they didn't see that like Connor made me breakfast every morning and that every morning I would bring all the girls coffee and do their coffee orders. And I would help the girls pick out their outfits every night. And there were all of these like little moments that really like showed the bond between all of us mm-hmm. that I I don't think they got to see, which is a bummer, but there's a lot of people there, a lot of people to show. Yeah. Um, and I also think that it's not even necessarily that, 
you know, what they show of you. It's what they also don't show of others. Yeah. Like the people talked about me crying a lot. There were other people that definitely cried more than I did, but I don't think y'all saw that. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I cry positive household is what I say. I like it. Let the tears out. I agree. So you sign on to season two. It's during a pandemic, which is crazy, crazy. But you did the quarantine and then you're all in the villa. Right away, you were, you and Connor were immediate. So immediately, what attracted you to him? And then as the process was going on, like, what did you enjoy learning about him? So what was funny was, you know, Connor was the fourth boy out Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I have, I'm definitely the type that's not afraid to make the first move. And so they were kind of like, Mackenzie, why haven't you stepped forward for somebody? And I'm like, well, you would just haven't sent anybody out that I have an interest in. Like, I I don't see anybody yet. Like seeing like great guys, but just, I can honestly say like, I'm not, I'm not seeing it for me. And I was like, I really hope someone comes out because what people don't know is like in the real world, I really like, it is so hard for me to like somebody like I (laughs) hadn't met a new guy or talked to a new guy prior to love Island in over a year. Like I had been on the same guy or two for the last like two or three years. Mm. And I had not wanted to date anyone else, meet anybody else. Cause I have such a hard time having that connection with somebody So when Connor walked out, I literally was just like, whoa, just like, wow. Like the smile, I'm so big on smiles. Like I'm really big on that. And his smile just like drew me in and I was like, oh my gosh. But I was thinking, oh, he's probably going to be such a jerk. Like it sucks to say it, but like definitely that like bodybuilder type in my experience has not necessarily been the nicest. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a chance because people judge me on my appearance. I'm not going to do the same to this guy. I'm going to step forward. And he was just the sweetest, sweetest guy. And I was shocked when he said he was from Pittsburgh. because (laughs) That is not what I expected to come out of Pittsburgh. I used to live outside of Philly. So I was like literally taught that like Pittsburgh was like Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh. Like we like we we, in Philly, you're just taught to hate Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's taught to hate Philly. It's just a thing. (laughs) Um, so I was shocked and he said he's from Pittsburgh and, but then he right away told me like, yeah, I'm in accounting. I just finished a master's program and I'm like, whoa, like you just got so much hotter. Yeah. I just like, wow. Yeah. I'd say from the first night, it was just like right away. I felt so excited about it. Okay. So you guys, I'd say along with maybe Johnny and Sally had like the strongest bond um, mm-hmm. immediately. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. And that's the funny thing is like, I felt like for whatever reason, and I've communicated this to the girls and I did it in the villa. I felt like for whatever reason, people didn't really respect Connor and I's relationship, like the bond that we had. I feel like they were always kind of like questioning it. Like, uh, like, people would talk about like James and Moira at first and they talked a lot about, you know, Johnny and Selly. Um, and, and people for some reason, just like, I, I don't know why I, I to this day don't really get it. Cause we coupled up day one and we were the longest couple until we broke, until we broke up. And I, I, that always confused me. And I think that was like, it, it never felt like people really were that supportive of us being together. And especially the the guys in general and um 
we have a Facebook question. Catherine Piketty said, can she discuss her frustration with how she was treated versus Connor in the exploration of their relationship? Uh. It seems like the house gave more slack for Connor to waver, but not her. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that kind of ties into the, the respecting our relationship kind of thing, because what people didn't know was like Connor was communicating to me, you know, I don't want to kiss anybody else. I, I don't feel comfortable doing it in the challenges. So when I reacted that way in the challenges, it was based on conversations I'd had with Connor. And he had also explained to me that he hasn't really dated much before and that, um, sex is very important to him. He waited very long to have sex the first time and he, and he had, not been with many girls at all and so I felt like okay this guy is you know not comfortable that kind of stuff I don't want to scare him off by being too you know just like fun and go lucky about it so that kind of tied into my behavior of I was protective of him and I didn't want him to feel uncomfortable people didn't know that though and when I tried to communicate that to people people I don't really feel like heard me I think that people thought they knew Connor better than they did. Um, And I think they felt like they needed to protect him. And I think they didn't really know me that well because I was definitely not what they needed to protect him from. So when the Lauren stuff happened, I mean, he'd asked me to be his girlfriend twice and took it back twice. So no wonder you were going a little bit bonkers (laughs) at that moment. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he asked me to be his girlfriend on Vegas night, like we had said it. And then I thought I was able to tell people the next day. And then he felt uncomfortable with that. And so he took it back. And then the night after he went with Lauren on the date, he asked me to be his girlfriend again. And then then and then the whole rest of the night is like doubting it and tries to take it back and takes it back the next day at the challenge. So I'm like, what, what is happening? Cause I was steady. I was like, this is who I want to be with. There's no one else. I'm not turning my head. Cause every guy tried to talk to me when they came in. And I always said like, look, I'm just here for Connor. Like, I'm sorry. We can get to know each other as friends, but I'm committed to, you know, this connection and Connor just needed more time to figure it out. And I think the Lauren stuff, once I learned, you know, that they had held hands on the date, it broke my trust in a way that could not be repaired at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, also the morning of Casa Amor that we left, the girls told me that Connor didn't want to be exclusive with me. They said that they had had a conversation with him that morning prior to them leaving to go to Casa Amor. And he had said that he didn't want to be, they conveyed to me that he didn't want to be exclusive. So that was my mindset going to Casa Amor. So when I get out of the villa later and I'm watching the Casa Amor episodes, I'm like, wait, what? Like, he didn't tell me any of this stuff. I had no idea. And when we were in Casa Amor, you know, I sent Gus. I was planning to stay loyal to Connor, but it was just like something about what the girls had said and you know, all the drama with Connor and I, I was becoming kind of isolated in the house. Like Connor was getting a lot of sympathy and I was getting a lot of grief for things that I didn't feel like I deserved grief for. And a lot of it was coming from the guys. They were not very nice. And, um, to me and talked behind my back a lot. And I don't talk behind people's backs. That's not 
if you notice like in beach hut when did i ever talk about anybody never never i would never talk behind someone's back i'll say it to your face i'm not afraid to say it so mm-hmm. i like lauren i was very open that we were not friends mm-hmm. but I- i'm not the type to hide things from people so you know with the boys out of the house um with hearing these things that connor had allegedly said i was confused and i was hurt and the girls finally were kind of starting to accept me again um without connor being there and i felt like i was a part of the group again and i so badly like wanted to feel like i belonged because that first week i felt like we were all so close and then all that drama started and then i felt so far away from everybody Mm-hmm. And Casa Moore was some of the best days in the villa for me, not in any way because of Jalen, because we barely spent any time together. Um, mm-hmm. It was because of the girls. And I felt like I had such a strong bond with them. And I know that they're supportive of Connor and I now. Um, I get why they had their reservations um, based on what they were hearing and their perception and the guy's influence on their opinions. Um but yeah, I mean, that, that was the biggest part of it was, was all of these other factors. It really wasn't me picking Jalen over Connor. It was me picking to be accepted and to be happy. And I hadn't been happy in, in, in a few days. And a few days in there feel like weeks. Forever. Yeah. Let's kind of discuss Casa more a little bit. You had given Connor Gus. Was that in any way because you felt like he was going to bring someone else back? Like maybe that it was a reminder, like I'm here kind of thing. Like why, why give him Gus basically? So my mindset in sending Gus was that I had fully planned to be waiting for him. Like I, when you watch Casa more like on the UK season, I didn't know how, I wasn't sure how many days that was. So I didn't know how long ours was going to be. Honestly, if it had just been even like three days, I think it could have turned out really differently. But that fourth day of being apart and not knowing what was happening, because I had been kind of convinced that Connor would come back with somebody. And I had sent Gus because I wanted him to know that I was, even with all the things he had done, the things he had said, that I wanted to be with him. Mm -hmm. And I... It's hard because I, I have regrets in a way, but I also, I regret that I didn't listen to my heart more the whole time I was in there. Um, I think that I was, I think I knew how I felt from day one with Connor. And I think that the whole point of the show is to throw obstacles in your way and see if you can overcome them. And they make you want to doubt yourself. They, they're trying to make sure that the connection you have is the best connection. Yeah. And it was difficult when I felt like the person that I could talk to wasn't the person that I could talk to because he wasn't there. Connor wasn't there. And like I said, Carrington is one of my best friends and Carrington wasn't there. And it was really hard because I feel like those two people, I feel like the girls were always there for me, but I feel like Connor and Carrington understood me. And I think that's a difference. Yeah. For sure. And I think the girls always had really good intentions, but I do think that the influence of other people in the villa um, and their opinions about my relationship and about what was best for Connor and I just really started to weigh on me a lot. And it broke my heart to see him come back. And I wish that 
he would have talked to me more when he came back because I would have told him that I still really cared for him. And, but he didn't fight for us. You know, he, he yeah. gave up and that was, that was really hard. I wish he had fought for us because I wasn't done. I mean, the way that it was shown and perceived was very much like, you know, Jalen comes and you're just like, it was easy for you to, to switch. But it, it seems to me like you, it wasn't like you chose Jalen because you were just like so into him or he was just so much better. I mean, that wasn't. No, what it not was. at all. Okay. I, it's, we literally, the conversations that you saw were the only conversations we had. We really <laughs> didn't spend that much time together. Okay. And it was, it was more of, I was choosing myself. I was choosing another option and keep in mind, like, because I had been so committed to Connor, a guy hadn't even like tried to flirt with me the entire time I was in there. Like all these girls are meeting all these guys and going on these dates. And I literally hadn't even had a guy approach me. And for the first time guys were approaching me and that was kind of an interesting feeling because I was feeling kind of rejected by Connor based on what he had done with Lauren and these are the first guys to, you know, pay me any kind of attention. And um, I think that I was in a vulnerable place. And I think that, you know, it really wasn't. I knew that when if Connor came back single, which I wasn't convinced that he would, but I knew if he did, that he wouldn't leave the house. I knew how the show worked. I've seen previous seasons. I knew that he would still be there. Yeah. So I thought if he does want to be with me and the other people are wrong, he, that he doesn't want to, you know, take space, you know, which is what people have been telling me. If you want to be with me, then we'd be together. But then he didn't, he didn't show up. Nope. He just kind of coasted. Okay. So let's just, obviously Jalen in hindsight was just like totally using you basically to get into the villa. I mean, the, the minute he was in, it was like, who, who can I date now? Um, I think it was Kirsten who he was really into. So, I mean, obviously that doesn't really bother you that much. But in the moment where you – or was it just like, okay, go away. Bye. I definitely felt used. Um, and I could pick up on his connection with Cher as well. Um, okay. And I just – I hate that when girls have a good intuition, we're called jealous and crazy. That stigma needs to end. Agreed. It's so unfair. I don't know why guys are applauded for being jealous and being possessive. But when girls have any kind of reaction, when they can sense that a guy is being shady, I have been cheated on so many times. I have been in open relationships. I know the cues. I know when guys are into other girls. Mm -hmm. I I'm not stupid. I'm, I feel like I'm very, very intuitive and I knew and I really hated the way that he tried to make me look. And that's why I'm like, look, I don't want this man in my bed. Nope. He won't get out, though. So I'm going to sleep outside. I forgot about that. There couldn't have been a louder message than <laughs> I so badly do not want to be in bed with you that I will sleep outside under the Vegas stars hearing the strip. I'd rather that than sleep in the same bed. I forgot about that. Oh my God, that was so funny. It, it mean, was a great night's sleep. Best it, I'd had in a few it days. It seemed kind of that way. Yeah. <laughs> the crew was so sweet. They put, they came, the crew, I, I don't know about you, but that's one of the things I miss the most is the crew 
they were so kind to me. I established quite the connection with them because I was always cleaning the dishes and I was always helping to straighten up and they would always come and thank me for doing that. And so I kind of had a connection with them. So when they saw me laying outside sleeping, literally I had multiple people come up and put, they like started layering things on me. And it was just the sweetest thing. It warmed my heart so much. And then one of the producers came and uh, woke me up the next morning and gave me a pep talk. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. I know who I am. I can do this. At the height of, I guess, or maybe like the best time in your quote unquote relationship with Jalen, like, was it a relationship? Like, were you guys romantic? No. No. I mean, we, we kissed, you know, and it definitely, there was some chemistry there. um, But I think it was like, excitement um and i think but yeah i I mean i i don't it was nothing like connor i mean i don't know if they showed like we had that pool party one day but connor and i were just like on another level from the other couples and they literally kept on yelling at us like get a room like you guys are too much i wish i i mean i i feel like yes i remember that as like an image that you guys were just so into each other i'm pretty sure i remember that yeah. Yes. Everyone was at the pool, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. It was when yeah. Carrington and um and Kirsten were on their date. We got yes. a pool today. We we did see that. Yeah. So I mean, no- nothing is compared to Connor. So 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 you recouple with Jalen. Connor stays in the house, as you said. You were hoping he would, you know, try to fight for you. He didn't. I mean, what's it like living with him? when you're like recoupled with someone, but you still have feelings for him, but he's not really doing anything. Yeah, it was really, really hard. Um, And then obviously, you know, Moira is my best friend in the house. And when they started to go for each other, um, Mm -hmm. I I felt betrayed. Um, And that was a different kind of feeling. At first, I felt sadness. And you know, I would try and go find Connor sometimes and check on him. Um, I really didn't see him much my last couple of days in the villa. Mm. Um, we really weren't in the same groups because Casa more the people kind of hung out differently after that because Sharon Laurel came back and mm-hmm. they had a crew and then we had a crew and um, yeah, it, it was really, really difficult. I hated it. Um, I made banana pancakes one day. Um, and I tried to go find him to, to give him some, and I couldn't, I couldn't find him, but I, yeah, I left some in the kitchen for him. I think he found them eventually, but yeah, I still had so much love for him. I just knew that at that point in the house, there was no support for us as a couple and there was no way we were going to be able to overcome all of that because it does matter what the opinions in the house are of your relationship. It, it does. Of course. Yeah. I knew, I knew we couldn't be together in that environment. And I think yeah. that that was kind of, I, if it was meant to be, it was going to be, but I knew at that time it wasn't possible, but I still loved him. I knew I loved him at that point And it was, it was really hard. Yeah. So basically you break it off with Jalen. Connor is still kind of, I don't know, in with Moira, which yeah, to this day is, is so weird. Like, I totally get what you're saying when you say that you felt, I don't know, really well, hurt she by was, that. She told me that it was him who had an interest in her. 
and mm. that she just saw it platonic. So I was encouraging, you know, a friendship, lean on each other, because I never thought what I considered to be my ex and, you know, my best friend in the house would ever get together. I also just didn't think they were compatible. No. At, at all. And I was really hurt to watch the episodes later and see that Moira was coming on to Connor and it wasn't Connor at all. Uh, Cause that's what really kept me away from telling Connor how I felt mm-hmm. um, until what they didn't show was on the last day, that conversation, like my last day in the house, yep. Connor and I talked. Um, so that was speaking of like trying to find each other in the house. We were on a break, like break from filming Okay. And you're not supposed to see each other because you they can't they want to be able to film it. Everything on camera. Yeah. 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 And um, Connor, I, I'm walking to the bathroom and he looks across and then he's walking out of the kitchen and he looks across the pool and we see each other. And we hadn't like really seen each other, looked at each other in like two days. And we look across the pool or no, this was the day after the recoupling. So I was very upset with him for picking Moira because yeah. I really thought there was a chance that he was going to pick me. Right. And we see each other across the pool. I keep walking to the bathroom. Then all of a sudden, Connor comes up in the bathroom. He followed me up there. Hmm. And then I'm just like, at that point, I was so hurt. Like that speech was like inside jokes between us, inside things between us. And so right, at the really sounded like he was going to pick me. Yeah. And then, you know, they like stop us and they're like, you guys know. So then we talked later on the balcony. We actually talked for over an hour. Mm. And I basically admitted that, you know, if you had never broke my trust with the Lauren situation, then and lied to me about how the date was and, you know, been so wishy-washy, I, I would have never, ever, ever given up on us. But you broke my trust. And he's like, thank you for finally admitting that. Because mm-hmm. I knew that that was why you did what you did. And he's like, that's why I didn't blame you for picking Jalen, because I know what I did. And basically, we just talked about everything we needed to talk about. And we knew that we wanted to be together. And we knew that the house wouldn't accept it. So we decided that we were going to try to spend more time together and show people that we knew And that it wasn't what people thought. And maybe then after like a week that people would accept us and let us get back together. Um, And then I went home that night. Yeah, you go home. Nothing. I mean, you don't really know this, obviously, but nothing's really happening with Moira and him. Well, so I knew that they so they didn't show it. But Connor told me he loved me for the first time at the fire pit as I was getting sent home. So everyone heard it. Everyone heard him say, I love you. Moira heard it. They all heard it. Oh. He gives me his bracelets and says, I will see you on the outside. I love you. So I'm leaving with that. You know, I'm hopeful, but he didn't go after me. Couldn't he have, couldn't he have done some grand gesture and said, I'm leaving too? He could have. Yeah, he could have. I don't see the point in staying longer in that place if the person he loved is leaving. I That's something that Connor and I struggled with, you know, a bit after the villa. I said, like, I wish that you had just come after me. Literally. And he, he said that he had debated it and for a couple of days. And he knew at that point that, like, he had expressed that he didn't want to stay. Um, 
to Moira and you know, she knew that he was still in love with me. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a romantic. If he had left after me, I would have loved that. And he's oh, yeah. made up with it. He's made up for it. Um, you know, I, the FaceTime call was one of the biggest surprises of my life. That was not planned. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. We got it. We got to talk faith. So, okay. So Connor goes home, you know, bye-bye Connor. And it shows we all saw this you guys facetime and he's like i'm gonna come get you so so i mean he didn't have your like what i don't understand i thought that it was the senior executive producer who had a pretty good relationship with and i had gotten all like gussied up because i was like i need to look good Um, he's like a gay british man he's amazing but like i wanted to look fabulous for him and I they kept on saying, you know, he's going to call you in a little bit. And I thought maybe they're going to try to get me to come back or maybe they're going to like put me on a screen or something because um, quarantine, I had already left. Right. Um, and then they're like, yeah, he's going to call you soon. He's going to call you soon. And then they're like, OK, he's about to call. And then I get a phone call and it's Connor. So you had no clue. No idea. I swear on my mother's life. I had no idea. My mom and my sister were there when I got the call and they're like, I've never seen you so surprised and so happy. I, yeah, it was an absolute shock. Okay. So he, he says, I'm going to come back for you. You're all happy. What happens after that? So he goes home to Pittsburgh, um, for a couple of days and actually his mom and my mom had connected through my Instagram. Um, and they actually became really, really close while we were on the show That's cute. and they talked like every single day. So it already kind of felt like our families knew each other by the time yeah. that he had come out. And it was a big transition for Connor. Like I was a little bit more used to the public eye. I had had like, you know, over a hundred thousand on Instagram already. I'd dated guys in the public eye. So I was kind of used to it. Connor was like, it was a lot. So the first couple of days was a lot of just trying to help him adjust and being there for him as a friend. And mm-hmm. Um, And then he was like, I want to come see you in Arizona as soon as possible. So he flew out here and then he ended up spending a month out here. He didn't have a return ticket. And yeah, we just kind of had a little adventure. So it was pretty amazing. I'm sure maybe in hindsight, there's this wish that you guys could have made it to the end so you could watch your love story when you're old. Yeah. But but you did it outside. I know. Yeah. There's definitely times where like, especially the baby challenge, you know, Mm -hmm. Connor would have like thrived in that challenge. He, he would love to be a stay at home dad if he could. Um, (laughs) I, yeah, it's so sweet. Um, but yeah, I just, that wasn't our love story though. You know, it, it happened the way it was meant to happen. And, you know, maybe it's because we left when we did that we're still together now. I don't know. Do I mean, do you think that your relationship is stronger because you did that? I think so because, you know, if we had just gotten together and never had those tests in the villa of, you know, having other people trying to break us up and come into the relationship, Mm -hmm. it would have really rocked us, I think, coming out of the villa because all of a sudden there's all these people, there's, it's just, it's a lot. And I think that we knew what it was like at that point to not be together. We'd been able to have that in between of seeing, okay, we know what it's like being together, but we don't know what it's like anymore to not be together. 
And we got to kind of have that. So that way, then when he did come out, we knew that that's all we wanted versus I could see how I, both of us could be confused if that had never happened. Cause I think we both needed that validation that this is the right thing. And I think that that would have been hard um, if we hadn't had those challenges on the inside uh, to survive in the outside. But I would say that to anyone who goes on any reality show and comes out with a partner treat it like your relationship is kind of starting over like your life of what it was on the show while it may have been beautiful. And I hope that it was, and I hope your love story was everything you ever wanted it to be. The real world is a whole another beast. And I think that you need to clear your expectations and start over and maybe you'll have something even greater than you had before. So what did you have to start? I mean, you had already shared so much, but, like, did you have yeah. to go over things that happened in the villa? Yes. Or did you just want to wipe it? So we talked about it. We even talked about this in the villa. Um, we talked about whether or not we wanted to watch the show back. We agreed that if we were going to watch it back, we we're going to watch it together. Um, I had watched when I came out the Casa More episodes to mm-hmm. see what Connor was doing because I was confused the reaction I got from the guys when they got back. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the episodes because I wanted to understand what's happening between him and Moira. Um, but aside from those, I only watched the first episode and I watched that with Connor um, okay. because I think that was like one of our sweetest moments was was the beginning, sure. like the can I hold your hand to yep. we're laying bed across the pillow wall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had to kind of go over things that had happened and okay. ask the other one, you know, what were you thinking when you did this? And, you know, this hurt my feelings and really having a very unfiltered, Mm -hmm. unfilmed conversation about things that had happened because to my surprise, a lot of things that had happened, we had very different perspectives as to what had happened. Mm -hmm. And it really provided us with a lot of clarity and understanding. um, And that helped us to move forward. But I won't lie for the first month or two, it was It was hard for me to, you know, let go of the feelings I had about not being picked in that last recoupling um, and and feeling betrayed by that. And that was difficult. Um, I worked through it. You know, Moira and I are great and I hold nothing against her. She's a very, very sweet girl with a very big heart and she's very supportive of Connor and I. Um, I think that she didn't know the full extent of my feelings for Connor. And mm-hmm. I think that's why she did what she did. And that's, you know, partially on Connor as well. That's not her burden alone. That's his yeah. as well. And he knows that. And, you know, I had to deal with his feelings about Jalen. And, you know, that's really why I haven't spoken out very much about what happened mm-hmm. at Casa more because, you know, I'm still in a relationship. Yeah, You know, I'm not getting to talk about this from like a single perspective of I don't care whose feelings get hurt. I have to respect my boyfriend's feelings and I don't want him to have to relive that stuff. I don't want him to have to hear it again. And um, I think it's been enough time now, though, that he that it's okay, And that's why I feel more comfortable saying what happened. And Mm -hmm. I and I want people to know because I want people to trust that what Connor and I have is real. And just because, you know, we had our tests in the villa doesn't make our relationship any less genuine and real now. Damn, well said. Okay. (laughs) So, but you guys are long distance. So let me, um, Rachel Patton, uh, I've seen that she's gone to see Connor. 
um, in Pittsburgh a few times. I wanted to know how she likes Pittsburgh. Uh, Meg said, how often do her and Connor see each other now? Um, what's the traveling, seeing each other thing look like at the moment? Yes. So I do really like Pittsburgh a lot. It reminds me a little bit of like almost a New England town. It's so Mm -hmm. beautiful. The city with you're surrounded by water and there's all the bridges. It's in the fall. I got to see it before the leaves fell. So it's it's so pretty. Um, Unfortunately, with the pandemic, a lot of things are closed and I don't feel like I truly got to experience Pittsburgh in all its glory um because of that sadly mm-hmm. so i'm excited to see it when it is um bigger when it is yeah. its normal self yeah. um as far as the long distance yes um we were connor's uh, accounting job had been postponed to start until december because of the pandemic mm-hmm. so that's how he was able to go on the show and everything so very lucky that that happened very otherwise nice. yeah i would have never met him Um, which is crazy to think about how kind of all these things sort of aligned for us. So that meant that he had a couple of months to spend with me and to spend with our families and, and, you know, seeing what life was like for us on the outside. So we kind of spent like a month, a month where with my family, a month with him, um, and traded off. And then we've, you know, this is the longest I think we've been apart now. I think it's uh, almost three weeks. Um, we're coming up on three weeks, three weeks, the longest we've been apart. Uh, we don't have a trip planned to see each other, unfortunately, um, with his job in public accounting. Um, January through April 1st is an extremely busy time of year. Um, he's working, you know, up until this week, he was working, you know, over 15 hours a day. He is working seven days a week. So, me going to visit isn't really something that makes a whole lot of sense. Right. Um, and unfortunately, with his company's policies coming to visit me, even though they're working remotely, it's complicated. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we are hoping to see each other soon. Um, I, I might try to go in March once things are slowing down a little bit more. And he might have like a Sunday off, you know, and like a Saturday. Nice. Um, or at least like a half day on a Saturday, <laughs> an um, hour. Yeah, exciting, right? You know, we have talked about moving in um, because of his job. He will be in Pittsburgh um, for the next year or two. I know that he, you know, we've talked about it and I love Pittsburgh. I really do. And I love his family, but he's lived there his entire life. I've lived a lot of different places. I, I was, my dad was in the hotel business. So we moved very, very frequently. Um, and You know, I think that it is hard to move into someone else's life. There's so much history there. And, um, you know, I've been we've had a lot of conversations about it. And we've been like, what what makes the most sense? Um, And the amazing thing about our relationship is despite the things that happened in the villa, there's so much trust between us now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, I, I've been cheated on so much and I have done like the open, non-exclusive relationship with people. Connor, I, I would never worry about him cheating on me. Like, I know that there is literally no one else that he would ever like. It's just not his way. Like he oh. literally would never even look at another girl. And it's it's so beautiful. And it's so it's the most incredible feeling. And I wish more girls could experience that. I do, too. I wish more guys were like that. So being long distance isn't as scary to me because 
when I was long distance, my past relationships, I'm like, are they cheating on me? You know, are they going out and partying? And a lot of times the answer was yes, they were. Um, and you know, obviously not all long distance couples. That's the case. Um, I'm just saying in my experience. Yeah. So, you know, I think we are very much in a, a really great place and we're very supportive of our own endeavors and our own, our own dreams. And, you know, I'm supporting him in, you know, his dream um, and pursuing this career. And, you know, maybe that will change in what he's doing. Maybe it won't. Um, I am very proud of him for how he's working. And, you know, my life is here for right now. My mom is kind of like my momager. (laughs) She helps me with so much. Like I have so many projects that I'm working on and it's really a full-time job. And I'm not really in a place where I'm able to move right now. Um, We have talked about moving. We have looked at apartments in Pittsburgh, um, but I I would say we want to be in the same place within a year. Um, But for now, we are doing this. I would say that I would love it if like Connor right now lives with three other guys. Mm. So if he got his own place and then I could come with for long stays, I think that would be ideal, you know, because I I don't want to, we're talking about the rest of our lives together. I, I don't want us, we, we both don't want to rush it. Y'all are so level headed and cool about this. (laughs) I've had a lot of dating experience. He hasn't, but he's just level-headed. But I've had a lot of experience. I'm like, I don't want to mess it up this time. That's true. You got someone good. Um, okay, so we, we kind of touched on this. You guys are the last couple standing, um, which is great. And I'm sure there's probably a little shred of you that can kind of feel good to prove <laughs> all those Twitter haters wrong i've gotten a lot of apology dms i'm sure you (laughs) i've gotten a lot of them um thank you for your apologies they're not necessary but thank you (laughs) hopefully from some castmates too maybe maybe not no not having gotten those (laughs) not not yet is there any like lauren sullivan asked if there's any i don't know pressure being associated with the fact that you're the last couple standing like I said, I always expected to be the last um, because Connor and I were talking about like long term marriage and kids from the get go. Um, we both want to be married young. I would like to be married before I'm 30. Um, I've always wanted to be. I always saw myself starting a family young. Um, yeah. My parents have been married since my mom was 24. I'm 24 right now. Um, Perfect. But uh, yeah, so that's my role models. That's my example. Um, so yeah, I always kind of knew we'd be the last, like I said, I didn't know that we'd be the only last. Um, and I, I do feel for, for everyone because I know that the feelings are very real and I've talked to, um, at least one out of all the couples that was at least one person, if not both of them out of the couples that have broken up. And there is a lot of love there. And I'm very, very sympathetic that it didn't work out. It is so hard to Mm. be in this position in the public eye and have your relationship replayed and rewound and dissected. And um, we signed up for that. And we all know that. But it is difficult. And that's why I feel so lucky to be with Connor, because I don't think I could have done it with anyone else. Um, And yeah, I, I am curious what a reunion would look like once we all got back together, because I know some of these breakups were not very um, good. Speaking of, there's been, I think, um, a few people have unfollowed Caleb. 
yeah. seems there's a bit of a team Justine thing going on, which I am team Justine. She came on the <laughs> podcast. I have to love her. So there could be some, some, uh, when there's smoke, there's fire there. Also, I was definitely shocked by what came to light for sure. I'll say that. Yeah. Shocked. Shocked. I really was. Cause I had spoken to Caleb. He went on my new year's Eve thing and I had, I didn't know. And you know, we haven't heard his whole story. True. We, we don't know, but I have to be supportive of Justine. You know, I really care about her and I know how much she wanted that relationship to work out. She really, 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 really liked him. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do feel like it's gotta be like a, a side with your girl moment. And the other thing that I find interesting with you, you do seem like one of the kindest people ever, but <laughs> you, um, follow Mercedes Mm-hmm. And um, I know Johnny was probably the meanest to you of all the dudes. So I Which guess it's you're funny here. because Sally and I had a really, really strong relationship. We had a great friendship. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was interesting feeling like my biggest like rival or like person in the house I didn't get along with is, you know, the guy that she's yeah. falling in love with. That's an interesting dynamic to have. Um but yes, I do follow Mercedes. Um, I have not met her in person. I am sympathetic to, you know, the the way that things unfolded for her and the way that they were portrayed on TV. I don't know what happened, um, but I know that with what happened, a lot of hate came her way. And I, I don't like slut shaming. I don't like any of that kind of talk. I do not support it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... You know, I, 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 I feel for, for Sally, I always said, you know, about the situation with Johnny and Mercedes at Casa, I said, if Sally's okay with it, then I'm okay with it. You know, that's when she gets out, she can decide for herself. Um, but I, I don't know. I've never really thought much about like following Mercedes. I don't think that it bothers Sally. Uh, she's never conveyed to me that it has. I don't, I don't know that she holds it against Mercedes because they weren't boyfriend and girlfriend at that point. I guess I I just, I feel for Mercedes a bit just because, you know, I, I do know that typically no one hates a woman more than a woman. And so, um, whatever transpired, I'm sure you didn't watch, but you know, Johnny was, Oh no, I saw Casa. Oh, you I did saw. Watch. You did see. Okay. You're it just reaffirmed Porsche. everything I knew about Johnny from Day Dot. Yeah. And but but point being, like, it takes two to tango. Johnny was a willing participant, and of course, you know, Mercedes gets destroyed, which I I come to know it. It sucks, but I I do have empathy for her, um, and I'm I'm glad that that you do too, because not, not everyone from your season, you know, follows her, supports her. And I think that, you know, all the Costa girls reached out to me when I got out of the villa to apologize for the things that they said about me in Casa. Mm -hmm. And they said that we believe now that, you know, you are a very genuine and kind person. And the things that Connor said about you, we feel like we were wrong and we're sorry. Like they all apologized um, and reached out and, you know, I feel like I kind of had to do the same for them. And just I, I honestly thanked all of them for being so kind to Connor and um, being sweet to him. And because I think that he did care for those girls and he was 
sympathetic to, mm-hmm. I don't feel like they necessarily got treated in the best way when they were in CASA. I really was upsetting to watch that as a woman and as someone who knew these boys, um, it was upsetting. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I I don't, it does take two to tango. And I think that the people who are sent in at CASA, you are told that you have to act as though none of these relationships matter that they're in right now, that they are single that is your chance to make a connection. And I don't think that any of us can relate to what it's like to come in at that stage in the process Yeah, and have to be told that, you know, you won't make it to the villa or you unless won't stay you. in the villa unless yeah. you couple up. But it's not even just like, okay, I mean, Jalen is like, I got to stay in the villa. But I think for them, they really, really wanted to meet someone. A lot of those people had been in quarantine at the hotel in Vegas they were considered to be originals on the show so they had been sitting in there for a while yeah they wanted their chance and I I don't think that we could be mad at them for that I I don't know I I think that I'm sympathetic to Mercedes and I'm sympathetic to Sally I think you can be sympathetic to both this was fun you're you're awesome oh thank you I love talking. Great. I love talking with you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I could go on all day, Um, but I won't take your whole day. Let me, um, let me get your social media from you um, so that everyone can follow you because you're just wonderful. Thank you. So yes, on Instagram, I am just Mackenzie Dittman. um, And then Connor and I share a YouTube channel. Um, It's Mackenzie and Connor. Um, And then yes, nothing else at this point. I am not a TikToker. It's just not I, I I downloaded it, but I've never posted and I have no idea how to use it. I watch dog videos on it. There's this dog that looks kind of like my dog that I love to watch. And I also like to watch there's like this woman with like a cactus. I don't know. It's complicated. I, I just I just keep scrolling down and a different theme comes on and I'm like, OK, I don't know how this theme came to me. I don't know what this says about me, but cool. <laughs> great. But I'll occasionally come across a winner and I'm like, this is hilarious. I wish I could make these, but I, I can't. So I feel that. What's Connor's too? Let's give Connor a follow. Yes. So Connor's is Connor M. Trot on um, Trot with two T's, um, okay. three T's actually, two T's at the end okay. um, on Instagram. And then, yeah, we share the we share the YouTube channel. Follow the YouTube channel. Follow yes. it. I promise I will start posting more soon. It's hard <laughs> It's yeah. really hard to think of stuff to do because he's so busy. So it's like just me by myself. I'm like, what can I do next? I don't know. <laughs> Please send me some ideas. I loved my New Year's Eve thing was a lot of fun to like interview people. And yeah. I mean, it's me aspiring to be like what you're doing right now. But I was not nearly as equipped as you I mean, with your with your mic. It's nothing. This was like $10 on Amazon. Well, thank you. Thank you. Great. I'm obsessed with you. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, of course. (laughs) Everybody follow Mackenzie and Connor. Thank you so much for coming. Bye, you guys. I had so much fun. Thanks, y'all. Bye.